We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. This week's guest is Amanda Goralski. Amanda's career has transformed her from from her first entrepreneurial pursuit as the co-founder of an online career coaching magazine, bizme.biz, to author of the book, I Am Not a Smarty Pants, to hosting Tucson's popular entertainment lifetime show, The Morning Blend. She pivoted into becoming a powerhouse account executive for two Fortune 500 companies and currently is working in the technology space. Amanda is also the newest host of Discover Wisconsin. Amanda, welcome to the show. Lori, thank you so much for having me. This is super exciting and I am I am thrilled to be here. I'm excited to have you here too because you and I met in my super early days of networking and your world has just gone in so many different directions. So I'm sure you're gonna have lots of good content to share. Uh, I look like a hot mess on paper. I'm just gonna be very transparent about that, but it all makes sense. But I love what you've done with Keystone Click and you're, you're correct. It was, it was really fun to be a part of that when we were all starting out and then to see where everyone has transformed into and where their businesses are. I am just, I'm so proud of you and the whole community that we grew up in many, many years ago as we were all trying to figure out what entrepreneurship really was. Uh-huh. Awesome. Thank you so much. Such, such fun words to share. <laughs> so throughout your career, you've definitely been a big believer in developing a strong personal brand. How does, yes. how does that help you with your networking? Oh, personal brand, I think, is really everything. Um, Setting up who you are as a person and being not only transparent on who that is and what that looks like, but being consistent in that. So if you want to put the persona as I'm a positive, upbeat person that wants to be a voice in the community, that's exactly how you have to show up every single day. And there are times and are times where I don't feel like showing up like that. So guess what? I don't show up because the reality is, is that as much as we like to say, I don't want people to judge who I am. First impressions are based on exactly that, right? Who are you? How do you dress? How do you carry yourself? How do you look? And then the rest of the conversation either, like either, what are the words I'm trying to say? Like, either represent who that is or it doesn't. So developing a strong personal brand is vital, I think, to building up your network of community. And that's what I really did. I took the first couple of years after graduating from college and really finessed and owned who I was as a person. What did I want to be? What was the type of energy that I wanted to put out into the community? And I really worked on making sure that I showed up like that every single day in a very authentic, genuine, that was sincere to Amanda Gorelsky because I can't be someone else. And they, so really finding out what makes you as an individual tick 
and how you want to represent yourself and how you want to show up is crucial to who you are as a person. I think that's great. And and what is really fascinating to me is that you've definitely held your personal brand very close to you and you've been consistent with it, but you've been consistent with it while you've navigated you know, pivoting professionally in across many different, um, you know, spaces. So um, why don't we talk about that a little bit? You've definitely pivoted into different industries and worlds. Um, how have you leveraged your network for that? And how has your brand maintained consistency while you've done that? Sure, absolutely. So when you look at my hot mess of a resume on paper, you're thinking this girl is crazy and can't figure it out. But when I actually articulate what I've done in my career, every single position that I have gotten has been through my network. So I started out as an entrepreneur graduated from college with this idea to start an online magazine that coached and mentored young professional females on that transitional period between college and the working world. And that was back way back when, when the internet and Instagram and YouTube and all of those different channels were not what they were today. This was very grassroots. I mean, Laura, you were, you were part of, part Mm -hmm. of that adventure in that fun world. I mean, seeing what websites were back then to what they are today is vastly different. Mm -hmm. And I started out with an online magazine. Field of Dreams, if you build it, they will come. They did not come, (laughs) shockingly enough. And I realized that I had to really get out there and pound the pavement and put the feet on the street and get out there and promote myself, promote my brand, promote my mission, and be a voice in the community. And that's exactly what I did is I started getting out there. I was going to colleges and professional groups and universities and anyone that would give me an opportunity to speak in front of an audience and talk about my mission and what I was trying to accomplish is exactly what I did. And from there, as you begin to meet more people, and like I started this conversation, you show up in a very genuine, authentic, and sincere way, people start gravitating towards you. And people want to instinctively help people that they gravitate towards, right? Mm-hmm. We all look at, there are millions and millions of people in this world. And there's, there's a reason why we gravitate towards the friends that we have. And we're not friends with other people, right? You, you gravitate towards the people that you feel this connection with. Mm-hmm. And that's how my network really started to grow. And from there, I then started meeting all of these different people. And I started to take bizme.biz, which was an online magazine. And I moved that into being a voice for females in the career space and helping them really be a voice of how do we climb that corporate ladder? What does it mean to personal brand? How do you leverage your network? How do you build your network? What's appropriate to wear to the office? Really all of those things that as a young professional, you don't necessarily know unless you screwed it up or you've been successful. Mm -hmm. Kind of those two worlds. And from there, I was speaking a lot and fell in love with motivational speaking and challenging people on the way that they had almost put themselves into a box to say, oh, I can't do that. Or no, I'm too afraid to do that. Or I can't put myself out there like that. To really challenge people to say, you can be and do whatever it is that you want to do. You just need to believe in yourself and you need the tools and you need to know how to do that. 
And I wrote a book on my entrepreneurship journey. It was like a startup guide for entrepreneurs and young professionals. And I started reaching out to different TV stations. And through my network, I connected with a bunch of people and started going on all of these different morning shows. And as you can imagine, there's a theme, fell in love with being on TV and having a bigger audience and really starting to be a brand and an advocate and a voice in the community. And one thing kind of led to another and I was slowly starting to move from just being a guest on these TV shows to then all of a sudden I was filling in for hosts when they couldn't make the show or were on vacation. And I moved from just being an expert as a career coach branding expert to then all of a sudden, wow, I'm actually being a part of this hour-long entertainment lifestyle show. And I get to talk about all of these different topics and it's all off the cuff and you've got to be able to pivot very quickly. And I just adored that entire space. And I had the opportunity with Fox 6 to fill in for Nicole when she went on maternity leave the first time many years ago to fill in for her for her entire three months. And it was an opportunity that... In my wildest dreams, I never thought that I would get, but I put myself out there and I told my network exactly what I wanted and I got the opportunity. And then once those three months were up, I went back out to my network of people that I have built and I said, listen, I, I want to be a TV host. Does anyone know any positions available in that space? And one of the gentlemen in my network, I used to work with him at the Journal Sentinel. And that was when the Journal Sentinel was still part of journal communications. So mm -hmm. if you know anything about the newspaper, we also are owned multiple radio stations and TV stations, and they were all headquartered in the building right on State Street. And I had networked with a lot of the people internally that I had worked with at the time. And he was the VP of programming and said, we actually have a position open in Tucson. Would you be interested in it? And I said, are you kidding me? The opportunity to host my own TV show? This is something that does not come along every single day. And I packed up and moved myself from Milwaukee to Tucson, and I hosted the Morning Blend out there for two years. Now, hindsight is always twenty twenty, and um, this is kind of one of those scenarios of what I wish I, I knew then is what I know now. Um, I probably would have made a different decision because that move really made me I guess, put Bizme and everything that I had created in Milwaukee because that was my community on the back burner. Mm -hmm. Because I then was like, I am going into broadcast. I This is something that is very seamless for me. It energizes me. It's where my passion is. It is something that, you know, when you try something and it's just like easy for you mm -hmm. and you don't really know why it's easy for you, but you're like, this is just something that is so natural that I found exactly what I wanted to do. And that's what hosting the morning blend in Tucson for me was. It was just so easy and I loved everything about it. And from there, I was out there for two years and I wanted to move back home closer to Milwaukee. And if you know anything about broadcast, we want to climb the market ladder so that you can get to a bigger market and all of that. So I actually moved back home and um, looked in the space for uh, quite a while. 
And unfortunately, as strong as my network was, my experience of hosting a show for two years was really not transferable to like the market that we're in. If you know Milwaukee market, uh, there's Real Milwaukee and The Morning Blend here. And I know all of the fantastic hosts that host both of those shows. And it was one of those things where the market is just tapped here in Milwaukee and Chicago as well. And so I was looking for a broadcast and eventually I started reaching out to my network and was like, I need to get a job. <laughs> so I again reached out to my network and I had met a friend of mine when I was out in Tucson and she was at a pharmaceutical company. And that's kind of how I moved into pharmaceutical sales. And then my network has carried me to where I am today, which I am still um, in this, I still sell in the technology space now. So I am with a uh, system integrator of Sitecore currently. Cool. Yeah. So you've kind of done a full 360 when you, you started with technology with your um, bizme.biz website. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> and, exactly. And very analog and then circled back. Um, so uh, you want to share a little bit about what you're doing in the technology space? Sure. So um, I fell into technology uh, through a friend of mine who I went to college with. So I was, um, I did pharmaceutical sales. And then from there, uh, the most recent president of the journal Sentinel under Gannett reached out to me on LinkedIn and was like, Amanda, we've got a great opportunity. You know, the space, you know, digital advertising, and we've got a sales manager position open. And at the time I was in sales, I'd been in sales the way beginning of my career, went back into it after all of the media stuff. And I really looked at it as an opportunity to take the coaching and the mentoring that I loved of bizme.biz and move that into a sales opportunity where I was able to coach and mentor sales reps. And I did that for about a year and a half. And then a friend of mine reached out from Salesforce and was like, Amanda, we're really looking for people that have a digital advertising background. And you do. And Salesforce is a really great technology company. Would you be interested in coming here? And I did my research and I was really impre impressed with the suite of products and, you know, just everything that Salesforce stands for. And so I applied. I uh, got that position and was there for about a little over a year. And then um, through networking of friends and saying, you know what, I really want to get into the services space because when you look at the difference and you know the difference between selling, there's kind of like two paths. There's like the services side and then there's like the product side. And the product side is great, but it's very much you go in, you sell your product and you leave. And I really am from like all of my experiences that I had, I really like to take a consultative strategic approach when I work with clients. And so moving into the services side of the technology business, I'm able to slow down and really work with clients on what are your challenges and what are your goals and how do these tools help you accomplish your, your, your goals or fix your challenges? Sure. And I find that the service is space of what I am now, I'm able to really have those very deep conversations where not only are you educating clients on the technology space, specifically marketing automation space, but also like challenge them on at some level, their education, their 
historical education on what they know, because Mm -hmm. what you know is not what it is today. We all know that technology moves very, very quickly. It's very intricate. It's very complicated. And the traditional way of doing business is not how we can continue to do business today. So there is that level of challenging in a very articulate way what people, but getting them to think differently, which I find fascinating and probably one of my favorite parts about the job is getting people to think differently about how they do things. Sure. Yeah, totally. Um, So super fun information that you shared. And I love the background. Again, it's you've done you've done so many cool things. And so I'm glad we went a little bit deeper into that. But let's talk a little bit about networking. So can you share with our listeners um, one of your most successful or favorite networking experiences that you've had? There are, there are honestly so many. And from the story that I just told, as you can tell, I have networked my entire life and all of these amazing yet sometimes crazy opportunities I've gotten is because of the network that I've built and the people that not only are an advocate for me, but I'm also an advocate for them. But if I had to pick one story, it would probably be, um, man, there's so many good stories that come to mind that I'm like, do I go the Bisney route? Do I go the sales route? Which way do I go? So I think probably... The person that started it all for me. So before I had the idea for Bizme and where it kind of started is I loved fashion magazines, like mm-hmm. me and every other female in the entire world, right? <laughs> uh, they're so beautiful. And, you know, just being able to take yourself to an entirely different world in something fantastic just excites me. But I was very much into fashion magazines. And so when I was in my early career in college, I was like, I am going to be the publisher of a Vogue. And so if you know anything about the publishing side, it's like, that's the sales generating revenue side of Mm -hmm. magazines. And so I was like, that's what I'm going to be. And I'm pretty dead set on that. And so I had this dream and this vision. And as it started to come together, I started networking, different internships and things like that. And I landed at this Decker Publications, which was a small publishing house up in Minnesota. And while I was there, I got to attend this magazine day. And if, I mean, you can't even imagine what this was. Imagine walking into a room of every single magazine that you could possibly imagine that you could just take for free. And it was like my dream. You open up these double doors and it's just newspaper or magazines everywhere. And so I went there, but as I was there, I took advantage of the people that were around because it was all of the sales executives from every single one of these magazines and publishers and editors. And so I just started working the room and I met this fantastic gentleman. His name was uh, Frank Wall and he was from the Chicago market. 
at the time, he was a sales rep for Time magazine. And I networked with him and I kind of told him what I wanted to do. And he was like, well, you're speaking to the right person because I can help you get there. And he was really the one that introduced me to all of these just wonderful people that were all working in that space. I ended up meeting Tim Schlax, who at the time was the Midwest advertising director for Time Magazine. And he started introducing me to a ton of people. And even though I am not the publisher of a fashion magazine, having those connections and being connected to all of those people, I really got to learn the industries and the ins and outs and have those people that I could call as I then had the idea to start my own digital magazine mm-hmm. to call them and ask them for advice. And like, how do I make this work? Or what would be a great advertiser? Or how do I do this? And that really was start of the foundation for not only my sales career, but then also really help launching me into starting my online magazine. And they have exploded in their careers. Frank, as I said, when I met him, I was, he was um, an account executive for Time Magazine, ended up being the publisher of Sports Illustrated. I mean, his career has just exploded. So you never know where people are going to land. Yeah. At no matter what level you meet them. Totally. I love that story. And I love that you just, you know, as you kind of opened it up as it was, you know, one person that just kind of open the doors for you to meeting all these amazing people, which Mm -hmm. you never know who that one person's going to be. And there's going to be multiple one persons like that in your life, right? Well, exactly. And you just never know who Mm -hmm. is really going to have the impact or have that impact in your life that you really need or you want or you crave or whatever that is. Sure. So Amanda, how do you stay in front of and best nurture your wide network? I'd be lying if I said it's not challenging. It is. I mean, we're, we all get very busy and depending upon where life is taking you, your priorities shift. So there is no secret formula to doing it. I just think that there are people in your life that are always going to be a part of your network. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of the same thing with friends. It's like, you've got those college friends that we've all moved in different directions, but if you called them, you could pick up exactly where you left off. Like no time has Mm -hmm. changed. And there is just this solid group of people that no matter what, and no matter how long time has passed or whatever direction our careers have taken us, I know that I can count on them. And that is just from, you know, being an advocate for them, helping them when I see them post something. And I know that that's an opportunity where I can step up and show gratitude for what they've done for me. So I think that's just you know, letting people know that you're still around and, you know, I mean, just like how you nurture any sort of relationship. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, there's different degrees of relationships, but at the same time, we all want the same thing, right? We all want to feel like we're bringing some value to someone else's life at whatever level that looks like. Yeah, definitely. So what advice would you offer the business professional who's looking to grow their network? Get out there. And I know that it's scary, but uh, practice makes perfect. There are so many opportunities in the Milwaukee community to meet really great people. But sometimes it can be very overwhelming because 
networking events and Lori, you know, this like back in the day, there were like no networking events. Like we formed our own events to get together. And now, I mean, there could be three or four a night. Uh, yep. <laughs> so crazy. you really, yeah, yeah, it really is. And you have to be, and I don't want to say like limit yourself, but you have to put you like, if you want a specific thing. So like in my case, I wanted to learn about the publishing industry because I wanted to be the publisher of a fashion magazine, but I also had this idea to start my own. So logically you would think you have to put yourself in a space where I'm going to be able to meet those people so that I can articulate to them how they can help me. Because I think when you're, when you're networking with people, that's kind of an element that people miss. Every one of us wants to help someone if we can. Mm -hmm. And even if we can't, we all, I mean, by nature, humans want to help other humans. But if I don't understand how I can help you and you just throw it back on me, like, oh, do you know some people in this space? It's kind of like, okay, you're expecting me to do all of this work to help you. Sure. But it's like having a clear vision and a message that you can articulate to people to help you grow that network where it's like, this is how I feel like you can help me. And if you're specific in that, it's such a great opportunity for people to be able to stand up and say, oh, that's a really simple ask. I can definitely do that because I know I'm connected to and that could help them. Let me connect the two of you. Or even looking at people's LinkedIn and saying, hey, Amanda, I saw that you're connected to this person. And I mean, LinkedIn is a little tough because it's kind of what Facebook used to be, where it's a little bit more of a popularity contest than actually these are, these are people in my network that I truly know. Mm -hmm. However, there are enough people on my LinkedIn account that I actually have a relationship with them. So if you go through my LinkedIn and there's someone that you'd like to be connected to, I can very easily say, yes, I know that person or no, I'm just connected to them on LinkedIn. But sure. either way, I'd be happy to do an introduction. So I think that's how people can really start to grow their network is have a vision, know what you want, know how people can help you, and then just start putting yourself out there and meeting as many people as you can in that specific space and being direct on how people can help you. Yeah. I love it. I think that's fantastic. And um, I mean, LinkedIn has, has definitely been shifting from I legitimately know everyone on my connection to it's more open networking, especially with today's yes. you know, world that we're in. Um, but yeah, I think if someone's open to connecting with you without physically knowing you, they should be open to you introducing them to someone. Yes. It will. Exactly. It's like, if you're connecting with me and even though I don't know you, you have to be open to that because yeah. that's the, that's the foundation of LinkedIn. Exactly. So I don't think there's anything wrong with accepting the invitations and the connections or doing outreach to individuals um, that you don't actually know. Um, all right. So I'm going to give you the opportunity to ask me a question. What is something you'd like to know or ask? So how have you grown your business through networking? Oh, good question. I mean, actually, the whole foundation of starting my business was through networking. Um, when I decided to leave the agency that I was at to start my own um, web development company, I literally messaged every single person on the planet that I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I put a letter in the mail to every one of my professional and personal contacts saying, hey, 
this is what I'm doing. And if you're interested or know anyone else that might be interested, uh, have them contact me. And I sent an email out to everyone that I know and said the exact same thing. So, um, and I got business from it. <laughs> because it was a specific ask, right? It was, it was a very specific ask. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I, I do invest a lot of time in being a resource to my network mm-hmm. um, and giving and educating and providing value. Um, I'm not a hard salesperson. I'd rather you come to me because you are confident that I've got, my team has the expertise to um, fulfill the goals that you're, you're trying to fulfill. And that's basically what I've done since day one. Leveraging your network. I mean, it's such a simple thing, Mm -hmm. but we don't, there's still, it's very simple, but there's still an art form to it. Yeah. Yeah, there is. You can't, you can't just be super aggressive. You know, I've, I've definitely seen, um, been to events where I'd say there's a, a greener individual that's attending the networking event and, you know, they just want to do the, the business card trade right away or, you know, try mm-hmm. to give me a little, a little sales pitch right away. <laughs> and, I, you know, part of me wants to teach them right there and then, like, why don't you get to understand what it is that I do first before you even try to sell me something? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and um, but, um, but, you know, I think we all have to learn, too you know, from our own experiences, the right way to do things. Yeah. And, and that really means screwing it up from time to time. Right. (laughs) Unfortunately. I mean, trial by fire. There's some truth in that statement. There's a lot of truth in that. All right. So um, that being said, Amanda, do you have any final word or or advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? Just get out there and do it. I mean, it's, I know that, I know that it's scary and, and all of us, you know, come to the table for different reasons Mm -hmm. and there are different expectations and fears that hold us back because you might be sitting there saying, okay, yeah, those, those chicks making it seem like it's super easy and yeah, it is easy. And I understand that it's difficult and you might be listening right now thinking, I don't know what I can offer other people. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? It doesn't necessarily matter. You can figure that out. You don't have to say, it's not like a tit for tat, like, hey, you introduced me to this person. I can automatically introduce you to that person. You know, all of us have started somewhere. All of us have relied on someone else to help us meet other people or open some doors for us. And Mm -hmm. yeah, when I started out in my career, I really had nothing to offer either. I needed people to guide me along the way. But now that I'm at a point in my career where I can mentor someone else and I can open up doors for someone else, like that's what the older people that have helped me be who I am and have gotten to where I am, like that's what they want. They want it to just be reciprocated Mm -hmm. then to someone else. I'm not looking for really anything in return because people have done it for me. And so therefore I want to do it for other people without expecting anything. And I think that's a consensus around a lot of us. So if you feel like you don't have anything to offer, but you've got a goal or a dream or, you know, anything like just get out there and start talking about it and people will gravitate towards you and people are going to help you whether you can give something in return or not. Yeah, most definitely. I agree with that. You just, you got to be present for people to know that you you exist. Yes, exactly. 
All right, Amanda, if anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, what's the best way they can reach you? You can reach me, reach out to me on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook. All right, and we will include those links uh, in the show notes. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. Lori, thank you so much for having me, and it was truly a pleasure. Yeah, this was a ton of fun. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Amanda for taking the time to connect with us. If you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community, join our Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com and search for Social Capital Network. If you need me, send an email to Lori at socialcapitalpodcast.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.